I'm just raw-dogging reality. Oh, God. I, I looked at my parents' dog in the face when I said that, and I already regret everything. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Pickles and Vodka, the mental health podcast, where I, Christina, just talk about my anxiety, unhinged, for hours. <laughs> um, I'm just kidding. I, I feel like the self-deprecating humor is strong today. I really don't feel like doing this. I don't feel like talking about my thoughts, because my thoughts are really scary right now. Um... It's just a scary time to be alive. We can all acknowledge that, right? The world is a very ugly place, and it's just paralyzing. Like, I've been trying to sit here and talk about the stuff that's going on with me uh, since it has been a week since I recorded. Long story short, I was sick and did not feel up to recording, so I skipped a week. Um, it doesn't matter, but I haven't really been talking about it because the stuff going on with me seems so inconsequential compared to what's going on in Ukraine, for instance. Uh, absolutely horrible, horrible things. People are dying. People's lives are getting shaken upside down. Actually, it's pretty crazy. Uh, I bought some cat shelves from Etsy a few months ago. And the seller is in Ukraine. And so I got the package like a few days after the attack started. So that means that her mailing off my package must have been like one of the last normal things that she did before everything started going down. And that that knowledge really bothered me. I guess it's just further proof how fragile life is. This quote unquote normal life that we set up for ourselves can be interrupted in a matter of seconds and then nothing's ever the same and so this box of cat shelves hand painted hand cut cat shelves are still in my apartment in a box I haven't really taken them out yet because it's just I don't know it's really upsetting like I said I haven't talked about anything going on because I've been super anxious and also feeling like because I live a privileged life and you know, I have a roof over my head and I have some money and I get enough to eat. Like, I don't have the right to talk about how anxious I am and how miserable I am because there's other people who are suffering worse. And we all know by now, at least I hope we do, that that kind of comparison is not productive. It's really not. It just results in guilt and weird mind games, like weird competitions, like Trauma should never be a competition, but yet we do it all the time. I, I do it all the time. And so, I don't know. I've just been really, really fucking in my head lately and not in the mood to talk to people or record or do anything productive. I've just kind of been surviving. Honestly, I, I might take a few more weeks off from the podcast just because... I'm taking classes right now, and they're really, really time intensive, and I feel like I'm stretching myself too thin, and it's not fair to my audience to just keep releasing, like, half-assed episodes. The whole point of this podcast is to be an outlet 
And when it becomes a more of a stressor than an outlet, then that's usually my cue to take a break. But I don't want to take a break. That's the thing. I love this podcast. I have a lot of big dreams for it. But right now, I think I just need to recognize that the dreams can wait. Uh, my mental health is most important right now. And right now, I'm not doing very well. Um, I, I've said before that I've never been diagnosed with anxiety like as a primary uh, diagnosis. I have been diagnosed with anxiety as a, a comorbidity to other things. Like it's, it's kind of been a symptom of other things. But I, I don't think I've ever felt this much anxiety in my life. And I know I'm not alone. The world is a very anxious place right now. I'm just, I thought I would be past this point by now where I'm afraid of my emotions. Like I'm, I'm almost 30 and I've been dealing with these feelings for a long time. And so when I find myself debilitated by my emotions, it always comes across as a surprise and I feel like I can't talk about it. And if I do talk about it, there has to be some capital R reason for the anxiety or I don't deserve to feel it, if that makes sense. Like, I don't know, there's, I have a lot of health problems right now and I don't have insurance and I don't have a vehicle and um, I have a lot of bills and this is all very normal stuff to be anxious about. Unfortunately, especially now, a lot of people are without a lot of things and I still feel like talking about it is betraying other people who have quote-unquote worse problems. That sounded bad. There are, there are really worse problems than what I have. I, I know that I'm lucky. I'm very fortunate. I'm with people who love me. I have an amazing partner, amazing cats. My basic needs are met. But with that said, I think I thought I would be in a place right now where I would be able to focus on my goals and dreams and go beyond meeting my basic needs. And so the fact that I'm still struggling to meet basic needs is kind of discouraging to me. So at the same time that I feel like I'm anxious and I have to talk about it, I also feel like I can't talk about it and I'm worried that all these feelings are somehow going to accumulate in me until I explode. And then, you know, I'll have a breakdown or what have you. Um, I worry that when I die, all my feelings will have nowhere to go. And that's kind of why I started this podcast, to be honest. Uh, back in 2018, I was kind of going through a similar situation where my world was crumbling around me and I just didn't have anywhere to go with the feelings. So, I don't know. I just don't know what is going to happen. No one does. But in terms of the podcast, it's just really hard right now. But that's the thing. The whole point of this podcast is about telling your story and talking about your feelings despite your recovery status or diagnosis. Um, I'm not a self-help podcast. It was never my intention to talk about recovery or anything like that. Just talking about what people are going through in the moment is so valuable. And that's what we need. That's what I still need even now. I still censor myself and take weeks off because I just don't want to bum anyone out. But I don't know. That's not the point. Like, even if no one listens to this, it's still healing for me to talk about it. And it's an exercise in perfectionism because all I want to do right now is 
start over the recording and record a take where I sound a little better or are more concise. But that's not the fucking point. The point is just to be open and honest and vulnerable and raw. So that's what I'm trying to do. So if you're still with me, thank you. I know this intro has been really uh, kind of a bummer, but life is kind of a bummer right now and I need distractions. And so I thought I would convince myself to record this by making this episode like an anxiety palate cleanser. Over the weekend, I had people send in questions on my Instagram stories that they wanted to know about me, and that was pretty fun, and it was a good distraction from the doom and gloom of the world, so I'm going to be answering some of those in this episode. Uh, I already answered some of them in my stories, but I thought it would be fun. And then I have, um, I don't have a journal entry this week. But I did find some writings that I did a year ago at the beginning of recovery. And uh, one in particular, I wanted to read you all because it's still relevant. So yeah, I'm going to go grab some water because your girl needs to hydrate. And then when I get back, um, I will go into the question and answers. Okay, so some of these questions that I got on Instagram, I'm not going to read on the podcast because A, I already answered them in the stories, and B, they're really short questions like, uh, what's your favorite sandwich? Have you seen any good TV shows lately? That kind of thing. Um, Those are basically like one word answers, so I'm not going to read those. But I did want to go into some of the questions that have to do with parts of my personality that maybe you all don't really know about in an attempt to entertain and also distract from the general doom and gloom of the world. So I'm going to read those real quick. Um, Starting off the questions, my friend Teddy says, if you could travel anywhere and money wasn't an issue, where would you go? Um, So the smartass answer that I gave on Instagram was the world's fanciest psych ward, uh, because I'm not going to lie, it's kind of nice to be in the psych ward. You don't have to worry about anything except for yourself. You don't have responsibilities. All you have to do is basically process your feelings and take meds and eat food. And I kind of miss it. I would be lying if I said I didn't. And it is really expensive to get mental health treatment. I hate that that's the case, but that's reality. So if I could travel anywhere, money wasn't an issue. I would either go to a really fancy like psych ward or um, I would probably go to like fucking New Zealand or something. Um, Speaking of which, my friend Sid asked me, can you still speak slash write Elvish? So if you all don't know this about me, I am a huge nerd. When the Lord of the Rings trilogy came out, I was beyond obsessed. I had read the books when I was nine, and the movies were just like the coolest things I had ever seen in my life. Everything about it, the music, the characters... Um, the cinematography. I actually wrote Lord of the Rings fan fiction for a good while, and um, I would play like Lord of the Rings role-playing games with strangers online. Uh, I have one listener in Dexter. My parents' dog just walked in. Um, Hold on. He can be in here, but the door has to be closed. 
where was I going? Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah, um, I have a listener named Martha who I actually met on a Lord of the Rings chat room like in 2003. Uh, shout out to Martha if you're listening to this. I love you so much. Um, but anyway, I was going through a box of my old stuff because I am at my parents' house, like I said, and they have a giant memory box with all my like mementos and stuff from the past. And I found this Elvish English glossary. Uh, I had printed it from a GeoCities website and I would literally carry this around and translate things into Elvish. <laughs> it's so nerdy, but like that was my life. And so to answer your question, Sid, uh, I don't read and write Elvish anymore, but I still have the glossary should I decide to uh, get back into that world. Okay, moving on. No, um, oh, another question from Sid. If you could have any career regardless of income or practicality, what would it be? So I've never really had a dream job. I have a lot of random skills that kind of lend themselves to my everyday life and to my various jobs over the years, but I've never really had a job that I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. But with that said, lately I've really been thinking about uh, becoming an art therapist. Uh, I don't know if I'll actually do it because I really don't want to get my master's. I don't have the time or the mental energy for that, but or the money. But when I was in treatment, the art classes were my favorite. And you have so much freedom over projects and stuff. And I think being someone who struggled with mental illness, um, who also is an artist, uh, I think it would be really cool to come up with projects for patients. And um, I don't know, I think it would be really cool. Either that or like, I think the, the smart ass response I gave was, I want to be one of those people who gets paid to like, be in drug testing groups, like someone pay me to take antidepressants. That would be great. Uh, because I don't have health insurance right now. I'm just raw-dogging reality. Oh, God. I, I looked at my parents' dog in the face when I said that, and I already regret everything. <laughs> He's just sitting there licking his lips and watching the door. It's it's very creepy, and I want to move past this moment. Um, oh, my friend Aidy, who has also been on the podcast, asked, How old is Fang? So, um, if you don't know, I have two cats how would you not know at this point? They're all I talk about. But um, Little Fang is my quarantine kitten. I got him in the middle of 2020. So he is about to turn two in just a few days, actually. I have a cat Instagram if you do want to follow along with their lives. It's at Ruby and Little Fang. Yeah, Ruby is my Texas baby. I found her in a parking lot in 2016. So that means she's six years old this year. Uh, and Little Fang is about to turn two. So they are my life. I love them so much. And one of these days I want to do like an Instagram live for y'all where I, you know, play with the cats and stuff. I think it'd be fun, but my anxiety has prevented me from doing that till now. Maybe, maybe this year will be the year I finally do an Instagram live. I don't know. Is it worth it? Do people actually watch those? I'm such an old lady. Um... Let's see. I had lots of questions about shows I'm watching right now. Um, I know I said I wasn't going to answer these, but here we go. I've been watching Station Eleven, 
which is based on a book about a plague that basically destroys the world. And then the plot goes back and forth between like current day and like 30 years in the future. Dexter, this fucker wants to go outside now. Hold on. Dexter keeps coming in here. Every time I come to my parents' house, their dog just follows me around because I think he knows, like he has to work for my affection. Like, I'm obviously a cat person. Dogs kind of freak me out because they're so needy and all over you. And um, it's like he knows that because I'm the one person that he always tries to win over. Um, And it often encapsulates with him interrupting my recording. So, so sorry about that. Oh, yeah. Station Eleven. It's a pretty good show. Book is even better. I'm going to end these Instagram questions with a joke from one of my loyal listeners, really nice snowman. They said, what did 7up say to Dr. Pepper? And the answer is, everyone keeps telling me to cheer up, but I am just soda pressed, doc. (laughs) Get it? Soda pressed. Your sense of humor is top notch, by the way. I I love a pun. In moderation. Um... Anyway, that's it for the questions. It was super fun, for me at least. Thank you to everyone who sent one in. Um, I really like reading stuff from my listeners on the podcast. I don't do it enough. And I know a few episodes ago I talked about how the one review I got, I waited like nine months to read it because I'm just not that coordinated. But I, I promise if you email me or message me or anything like that, I will try to do better at reading it on the podcast. Uh, Because sometimes I forget that this is a little community. Like, when you do a podcast by yourself, it's it gets kind of lonely. And I I was just telling my sister Caroline, I'm kind of jealous of people who have co-hosts, because even if you're not really feeling it in the moment, you kind of have to show up for the other person. And then, you know, even if you're not in the mood, you can at least feed off each other and stuff like that. Uh, But I don't have that. It's just me and my anxiety today. And my anxiety is kind of a bitchy co-host. I do not feel like being entertaining right now. I think that's why I'm struggling so hard with this episode, because I just do not have any energy to entertain anyone. Not that that's what you would listen to this podcast for, to your credit. (laughs) That's right, I'm talking to you, listener. See, I'm already kind of reverting back to jokes as a way to deal with this awkwardness. So instead of trying to be funny and entertaining, I'm going to start reading a piece that I wrote last year. Uh, I found it on my Google Docs, and it's called Broken. And I, I don't know, I can really relate a lot to it still, and maybe you will too. Okay. May 6, 2021. By the way, if you're new to the podcast, um, on these solo episodes, I usually read old journal entries from like 10 years ago and then talk about it. So this is not standard. This is more recent, still relevant. Okay. How is it possible to feel so empty and yet so full at the same time? I feel like my life is a cruel dialectical study with no solution. I think I'm getting better most days. I keep my schedule full, but not too full. When I feel the threads of despair pulling at my heart, I do my best to reach out to a friend, but sometimes I feel like I'm just pulling a blindfold over my eyes Like, maybe this is as good as it's going to get, and I'm just kidding myself by hoping for more. What is it that I hope for exactly? For one thing, I don't want to feel broken anymore. 
I'm so goddamn tired of gluing the pieces back on and calling it restorative art. My brokenness is not art. It is ugly. Not that art can't be ugly. There are some days I determine to showcase my broken pieces for the world to see, proving that I too have a place in society. But these days are few and far between and leave me drained and heavy with imposter syndrome. I guess what I want more than anything is to belong. Maybe I need to find more broken people like myself in order to validate my existence. Or maybe there's a solution to this miserable state that I have yet to uncover. A solution that will cloak me in normalcy and allow me to slip back into the world of the living, unseen and unburdened. Somehow, I'm not comforted by the prospect. Why draw solace from something that may or may not even exist? Believing in a cure for my brokenness is like believing in Jesus or Santa Claus. It might help me get through the day, and maybe even make a few friends, fellow sheep desperate to have the wool pull over their eyes. But the thing about putting all my faith in the imagined is that I'll always feel that grain of doubt in the far reaches of my brain whispering to me, you know this isn't real. And so I have placed my faith in reality, hard, cold, comfortless reality. It's kind of like being sober. Sure, you're miserable, but at least you know you're in your right mind. I suppose there are some that can learn to live in reality, maybe even find something like meaning. This is what I want more than happiness, more than the need to belong. I want to feel like my life has meaning, that my pain serves some greater purpose. At the end of the day, I've made myself dizzy, walking around in circles. Exhausted by existential goose chases, I give up on finding an answer. For now, I exist in the present, and maybe that's enough. Okay, wow. Um, so it's it's funny that I found this less than an hour before recording this because I feel like I could have written it yesterday. I think it's kind of interesting that, I don't know, I, I look at reality like it's this bad thing, like it's always going to be uncomfortable and scary and that if I do live in reality, then I'm just never going to be as happy as I was when I was living in a fairyland. I don't know. The thing about growing up the way I did in a super fundamentalist Christian background is that my whole life I was taught what was real and that normal people just didn't understand and that I had to have faith and that if I had faith, I could conquer the bad feelings and be a good person and... Uh, I would be rewarded for it. But guess what? I wasn't rewarded for it. In fact, trying to have faith in something that I really didn't believe in or didn't want think to believe in, I don't know, it made me feel even worse. And I still struggle with being present in reality. Um, I mean, as anyone with mental illness can confirm, it's hard to leave your brain sometimes. Like, your brain is the place that you feel trapped in, but it's also a place of solace. And there's a reason that I've turned to substances and things like eating disorders because they keep me from accepting reality. It's kind of ironic, of course, because the inside of my brain turns out to be even scarier than the outside world in that case. Um, I don't really know where I'm going with this. I feel kind of comforted that I've felt like this before. I think it's so easy when you're going through a depressive period or an anxious period 
it's so easy to feel like you're the only person that's ever gone through this, that your situation is different from everyone, what worked for other people will never work for you, you'll be miserable forever, and the only solution is to just dive deeper inside your brain and detach yourself from reality. Of course, at almost 30 years old, I like to think that I've gotten a little better about living in the present. Um, I've really used the last year to cultivate relationships with my family and try to clean up all the messes that I made when I was sicker. And it's still a work in progress. Obviously, if you listen to this episode, you might think, who does this person think she is? Like, she's a total mess. Why is she hosting a mental health podcast? Don't worry. I ask myself that every day. Um, But that's why it's even more important to do stuff like this, for me, at least. I really... My brain lies to me a lot, and so one of the strongest weapons I have against my own brain is just documenting everything in the moment and then going back later and reading it or listening to it in the case of audio journals. And it turns out I I have been doing some growing over the years, believe it or not. It's really hard for me to like look at the big picture, but it's there. And uh, odds are, if you look at your past in the same way, I'm I'm sure you'll find that you've been doing a lot of growing too. I mean, (laughs) I don't think any of us wanted to grow in the ways that we've grown over the past couple years. It's been a nightmare and I don't think things will ever go back to the way they were, Uh, nor should they, but the, the point is it's outside of anyone's control. And like it or not, we're all living in this new world and mental health is more important than ever, but also mental health care is less accessible and it feels like you're just destined to be miserable. At least that's how I feel. I feel like I'm destined to be miserable. I'm destined to be discontent. I'm destined to just be stuck in an echo chamber with myself, just repeating the same things and never getting better. And who could possibly want to listen because that's a bummer, right? So I I guess where I'm going with this is that I am proud of myself for surviving. I'm proud of myself for talking about it, even if it's really awkward and uncomfortable and unpolished. I'm proud of myself for writing these things down in the moment so I can go back and look at them later. And I'm proud of myself for not giving up. I, I come really close to giving up so many times not just in terms of giving up on my life, which I have felt like that a a number of times, but giving up on hopes for a better life or giving up on this podcast, for instance, there's been times where I've wondered if it's worth it. But the other day, I actually, I had a really comforting thought, which was that you don't owe anyone anything with this podcast. And that sounds, that sounds bad. But what I meant is that you don't need to get famous with this podcast. You don't need to get a shit ton of listeners. You don't need to do anything except show up. You don't need to do anything but show up. That The whole point of this podcast is just to show up and talk about feelings. And I think I lost sight of that goal. I think I get so caught up in things like downloads and listeners and staying on a schedule that I lose track of what the podcast is supposed to be all along. 
And that's when I get miserable. That's when I get anxious. That's when I stop wanting to do the podcast at all. And so, I don't know. It, it is something I'm really proud of. And I don't give myself enough credit for sticking with it over the years. I've never stuck with a hobby this long before. Um, I'm kind of shocked that I'm still doing it, to be honest. And I'm not going to stop anytime soon. But I think I kind of had like a wake-up call to myself in which I thought, it's okay if you're not pouring all your energy into your podcast right now. I'm in school right now, like I said before. I have a few more weeks left, uh, and then I'm done. And there's other things that I've been dealing with, like finances and healthcare, that have really been taking up a lot of my mental real estate. And so I think I'm giving myself permission to just slow down with the podcast until those things are out of the way, if that makes sense. Like, you guys will always be here. The podcast will always be here. There's always going to be guests. Like, I can focus on the podcast whenever I want, but if I try to focus on it while also dealing with all these other things, I think I'm just going to let people down and let myself down, and it's not going to be what I intended it to be. So, obviously, I really love each one of my listeners, and you're the reason that this podcast is still around, and so... Um, I'm going to try my best to come up with content in the next few weeks, uh, even if I'm busy. I want to release something, but I think in terms of interviewing guests and stuff like that, I'm going to take a little bit of a break, um, hopefully just a few weeks, but new content is coming. Like I definitely want to get back to recording with guests regularly, but right now I just don't have the mental bandwidth. I don't have the energy. I already had to cancel with someone the other day because I, I mean, it was when I was sick and I literally like couldn't breathe and I felt really shitty about it. And it, it kind of made me think that I need to focus on what's important. I need to prioritize my health right now. And that includes physical and mental health. So that's kind of what's been going on in my mind lately. I guess just finding ways that I can live in reality because when I push myself to the point of exhaustion and stretch myself super thin, that's no way to live in reality. That's just making reality a scary, stressful place. And I don't know if any of you guys can relate, but I've always struggled with uh, overcommitting to a ton of stuff. And so I'm trying my best to just focus on what I can do realistically right now. So, yeah, even just saying that, I kind of feel like I'm betraying my listeners or and myself, which goes to show how much guilt I, I put on myself. Um, I really need to change my way of thinking around that. But in a nutshell, the podcast isn't going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere, but I am going to try to stop spreading myself so thin and I'm going to try to take some time and energy to focus on meeting my basic needs before I put a ton of energy into the podcast because that's just not fair to anyone. Some good things that have happened lately because I don't want to end on a negative note. Oh, I've been doing really well in my bulimia recovery the last week. Um, there were two instances where I started binging and fully in intended on purging, but then I just was able to stop by playing the tape forward and I was just like, this is not going to end up good. You know where this goes. 
it'll suck. Like, even if you stop right now, you'll still feel gross, but it'll be better in the end. And I was able to stop. And that's honestly revolutionary because I've never felt like I'd be able to do that. So really proud of that. Um, Oh, my mom's here. Okay, so I'm at my parents' house right now. And um, I just went downstairs to get some coffee and talk to my sister Caroline. And while doing so, I remembered something that I wanted to talk about on this episode, which is this week I built a mental health charging station at my parents' house. Um, so basically they have this weird little nook slash alcove thing. They have like a staircase and then the middle part of the stairs, there's this little nook that you can climb up and look out the window, but it's not really, it's like the size of a closet. It's very hard to explain. Um, I'll post pictures, but basically there was nothing in this space and I was like, wouldn't it be cool if we used it as like a mental health charging station? Like you could get in there and sit for a while in peace and just relax and charge your phone Uh, because my family is huge and when we get together it can be overwhelming sometimes and so um, I wanted to transform this little space into a place where you could decompress and so my mom uh, gave me a budget of a hundred dollars and basically gave me free reign to do whatever I wanted with it and so um, I got a little bookshelf I got a cute chair and some twinkle lights and candles, and put some drawing supplies up there, uh, some books, just trying to transform it into this cute little space. And it is, it turned out really good. I'm really proud of it. I'll post a picture when I'm done with this episode. But I wanted to ask y'all if you had done anything similar during this time in your life. Like, have you... Like, what do you have in your life that serves as a sanctuary? Because we need them more than ever right now. So I don't know what the point of that was, but I just wanted to brag about it and also see what y'all were up to because we need safe spaces now more than ever. Um, There was an email from a listener that I wanted to read before I said goodbye. Let's see... Oh my god, as I was recording that, my phone started blowing up, and (laughs) it's Caroline sending me a ton of memes. I guess I told her I was feeling, like, insecure about this episode, and that I wanted, like, a palate cleanser, and so she's been sending me memes this whole entire time I've been recording this, Um, and I, I wish that you could see the pictures, because it's not the same without them, but, um... Oh my god. Have you guys seen that that TikTok about fish suffering from depression just like humans? Um, I'm gonna play it into the microphone. It's so fucking funny. Yeah, man. Jeff, you you good, Jeff? (laughs) I don't feel like swimming no more, man. Man, don't be thinking like that, man. We have to swim, bro. We fish. That's what we on this earth for. We roam this ocean. We take pride in that, man. You can't be thinking like that, man. You can't, man. You can't. Man, I just don't see it like that, bro. What are we doing with our lives, Timothy? What are we doing just swimming around the ocean, man? There's nothing beneficial about that at all. We have a gift. We can swim. 
You see Bob the crab over there? He can't swim, but he's content. He's content with what he does. You are right. I'm not going to lie. You're right. Let's go swimming, man. I'm sorry about that. Let's swim. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, if you have not seen that TikTok, I'll post it. It's by um, at K underscore the underscore one. Just incredible. Um, there's nothing like a good TikTok to make light of your insecurities and just help you laugh at yourself, you know? <laughs> She's just sent me one that says, how do you say I miss you without sounding desperate? I miss you if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know how to follow that, but um, if you have any fun... TikToks or memes, send them my way because I really need them right now. God, this episode feels like such a wash. Would you rather have no episode or an episode that's all over the place and pointless? Seriously. I don't know. I, I think I worry about this stuff too much. Like, it's my podcast. No one fucking cares. But I think that they do. Anyway, uh, <laughs> thanks to anyone who listened. Thank you so much to anyone who rated me or gave me a review. I love you all so much. Um, this one listener posted a review and I have not been able to see it. And it's really driving me crazy because I want to give them the credit that they deserve. I have to be honest, I use Spotify for my podcasts. And so Apple Podcasts is kind of like alien to me. Oh, okay. So this listener whose username is SJ Skeener said, I wrote a lengthy five-star review last night and I'm not seeing it. I easily could have screwed something up. If this goes through, but not my first one, I'll rewrite it because it's a helpful review for people suffering from bulimia. Love you, Christina. Oh, that is so sweet. And also I'm sad that your other review didn't go through, but that one alone just made my day. So thank you for that. I guess... If you want to be a guest, I am not scheduling guests right now, but I will in the next few weeks. I do plan on, on getting back into that when I'm done with uh, my class. So I don't know. I want to end this with like a quote or something, but I guess if you, like me, are struggling to feel valid and you feel like your world's crashing around you, but you don't have any right to feel stressed, I'm just here to tell you that you're totally allowed to feel like shit. You're totally allowed to be anxious and depressed and also care about the larger issues happening in the world. It's not one or the other. There's no trauma competition. It's just life is really hard for a lot of people right now, obviously, and <laughs> it's, it's affecting us whether we know it or not. So I would say just lean into it, be gentle on yourself and it's okay to feel like shit. Uh, I, I do feel a little better now that I've recorded this, even though it's all over the place and doesn't make sense. Thank you for giving me the, the freedom to uh, explore. And just thank you for listening. And I hope that you all stay safe and have a great week. Like I said, I don't know when I'll record again, hopefully soon. But if not, um, I'll see you on the other side. And it's going to be great. All right. Until next time.
Hello friends, it's Christina again. As always, thank you for listening. If you want to support Pickles and Vodka, you can give us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts, follow us on Facebook and Instagram, Pickles and Vodka Podcast. If you could relate to anything at all we talked about today, or you just want to say hi, email me at picklesandvodkapodcast at gmail.com, or DM me on Instagram at picklesandvodkapodcast. Stay safe and have a good week. Bye.